this, it says that we are live. So good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This Vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because, well, um, it's kind of the way that things go around here. That's, that's, yeah. And there's techie things going on. I'll, I'll tell you about that in a couple of seconds. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I am your main host. I am Shujin Tribble. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name, S-H-U-J-I-N. For those of you that are watching live, really quickly, we're doing a little bit of an experiment because we've had buffering issues before. So we're going to run without video um, other than just our icons from Discord to see if that works. So for those of you that are wondering, what do I look like when I'm not sending video? I sound like I do, but I look like an MLP-based bat pony. That's just kind of the way that it works. And if anybody's got a problem with that, well, <laughs> uh, you can blow it out your ass is basically the way that it works out. <laughs> Don't worry, it's 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 fine. Everybody everybody understands. Everybody's got their place, and it's uh, it it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be what it is. Yeah. Let me go ahead and introduce you to everybody because well, uh, I've got uh, I've got uh, I've got things going on for tonight. Uh, so let me make sure that I've got. <laughs> uh, this is gonna be great. From. Just outside of Dog Pound, where it is currently negative two Celsius, up there in the top left-hand corner of North America, Dallin, good evening. That sound you're hearing is me typing furiously, trying to figure out where the hell are you... What, what is this? Dog Pound. <laughs> I went and I looked up. I found Dog Pound. Yeah, I, I, know, you, I know you went and you, you, you did that. Um, let me see here. Uh, do, 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 do. Wow. Yep. Yeah, it's about an hour north. Yeah. But I found it. You did. Yes, I did. Because that's... And and despite that name, it is still not the craziest name of a town I've ever heard. Nope. Nope. Next couple of weeks, we've got a, we've got a couple of uh, a couple of actors' names. But uh, we'll, we'll deal with those later. Well, can you beat Toad Suck? Um... I, I can live near there. <laughs> there. There's a there's a little town in the province of Newfoundland out on the east coast, known as Gildo. There's a place in Pennsylvania called Intercourse. That's just yeah. it's down the road from a place in Pennsylvania called Beaver. But I thought Toad Suck was funny because who would be sucking on toads? I should do a funny thing. I did some work in a place called Beaver County. About uh, just a little bit north of Pittsburgh, as I recall. Billy Joel came from a town called Hicksville. Don't yeah, give me I've heard shit. Of that before. It's that's that's New York. That's Long Island. But you know, that's that's a whole other thing. It's it's not nearly as hick as you might think. So from uh, down into the right in the Midwest of the U.S., outside of Oxnard, uh, California, apparently, Bridget. Good morning. Uh, it's still evening here, and it is zero Celsius. I don't really which care. Is, which is not bad. No. I mean, no, it's right not. at freezing. Right yeah. at freezing. Which, so. Yes, it should be. And uh, from uh, on the coast, 
where apparently uh, temperatures are rising somewhere at the very least on Renault Tech. Hi, good morning. Howdy. Yeah, like I said, um, the last couple of weeks we've had some really weird techie things going on. I don't know that it has anything to do with bandwidth. I don't think so. I think it's more likely the problem has been with possibly my modem. Could be with Windows. Whatever the hell the case may be. It was it was annoying because it made us drop out and it dropped out audio. And I listened to the last uh, uh, the last episode that we. Oh yeah, Dallin, uh, you you forgot the uh, intro music by the way. I forgot to tell you about that. Sorry. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> well, yes, but that's only you don't listen to the podcast after it comes out, do you? No. You bad person, you. Uh, uh whatever. Might it's, have to fix that. <clears throat> yeah, it, it, it is what it is. Everybody knows who the hell we are. Whatever. So it's, it's all it's all good. So hi everybody. Yeah, things are going to be a, a little bit on the different side, visually speaking. But, you know, it's it's still the same content. The only difference is you don't get to see the glare off of my glasses and uh, you don't get to see me wearing the blue hat. So whatever, it'll be fine. Uh, Joey is probably sleeping, which considering, you know, it doesn't totally surprise us. Joseph, well, uh, he's he's probably still uh, blowing one Valdez's donkey. I don't know what the hell he is. He's, he, it's early for him. We'll give him, we'll give him, we'll give him, you know. He's fashionably late. It's, it's fine. It's all fine. He's a Parisian. He can be fashionably late. I personally have been feeling like crap all day. I took a, I took a two hour nap earlier. Uh, it is, it is what it is. Whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm planning on getting through as much as I can tonight. It'll, it, we may cut, Short, whatever we'll we'll deal with it from there. Um, and Dallin and I were talking last night about uh, the the horrible scopes from Friday night. That uh, <laughs> maybe one of these nights we'll 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 do that. Uh, you know what? While I got a couple of seconds, though, uh, who's oh? Well, speak of the devil and Uppy Pops, apparently. Now I get to move. It's not the devil. Everybody's name around. So from. From Parisia, or whatever, whatever, whatever it's called over there. From France. Good morning, Joseph. Good morning. Bonjour. Bonjour. How is the coffee? Uh, the coffee is just done, fresh, and um, oh, you don't bite me. So, so uh, it's been a while since I've spoken French. But is it is it cafe fresh or fresh uh, cafe? Wow, oh, Café Fraîchement Fait. Okay, I was completely off. <laughs> hey, don't worry. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Like I said, it's been, that's probably the most French I've spoken in about 20 years, so. So while I've got a couple of seconds over here really quickly before I uh, get us running over here, uh, let's see. Uh, Dellen, what is your astrological sign? Uh, you know, I almost refused to answer that one uh, last night because you were threatening to alter it because of uh, something I'd said. The only uh, one I altered was the one that Joey got on my case for because I didn't put ING. God oh damn it. God, that was funny. Uh, okay. Whatever. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Tonight, 
on another show I just did not too long ago, uh, what we, what I lovingly call, uh, sec- Saturday night, second life. Uh, I did, of course, my weekend update. And one of the articles I did was, it was one done by CTV news, which is a Canadian, uh, broadcaster. Remember uh, that? Now it was a Florida man story. Of course it was because you know, it's Florida man. Okay. Um, you know, all I can say about Florida is just never change because, my God, I need content. Anyways, <laughs> that that article was so hard to read. How hard? What? No, I shouldn't say that. It's no, okay. Um, Joey would have done his best impression of Joe Pesci going nuts. Oh, God. Trying to get through that one. Brilliant. Yeah, now... Th- th- a lot of that is said with a whole ton of context that the audience doesn't really know about. Some of you might, uh, if you've ever heard Joe go through some of the some of his lists on Friday night, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Like when he wants to roast a copy editor, he will. And if he'd seen this one, he would have. Oh, he would have come up here to tear that guy a new one. Can't imagine. Thankfully, why. he would have been in Toronto, so it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, there is that. But uh, yeah, so like you've got like three effing letters. This guy, the whole effing article needed to be redone. Yeah. Whatever. And to answer your question. Oh, yeah. Wow. Long winded. Uh, Pisces. So fellow fish, as a leader of your family, you may feel inspired to put Christmas lights on every inch of the exterior of your house and purchase a large blow up snowman for your front yard. Christmas is over. You missed it. We know Target still has some lights on sale. Get over it. And no, you're not allowed to be 11 months early on this. (laughs) Oh, my poor audio levels. So you might be thinking that, you know, a guy like me is, you know, looking to go out and get Christmas lights and and put them up right now. Um, If I can quote your president... If I'm allowed oh, for just a moment. Sure. No, no. If I can, just one. Wrong. <laughs> My brain. <laughs> there is that. And joining us from uh, from from otherwise points unknown, sort of. Joey, you made it. Hi, man. Just say Dayton. Or the Dayton area. Uh, I, okay. I'm just, Dayton. I mean, you know, I find this interesting how he, he's vague about, you know, certain cities and stuff like that with everybody else. But for me, he has to actually look for a geographic location that is close to, and I just used finger quotes and I'm not on camera, <laughs> to my city. You know, because it's for fun. Out even more, you triple. We, we are talking about Dayton, Ohio. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm like just it. having fun. <clears throat> well, you might as well, well you know, just I, tell people I live in Kentuckyana. Shit. I I I tell every. See, for seven years, I could just say, I, I was from Pittsburgh, and everybody knew exactly what Pittsburgh I was talking about. Mm-hmm. That's great. And I'm gonna get uh, I'm, I'm gonna get one more just because it's it's uh, entertaining. I'm asking Stephanie for astrological sign because I'm only just gonna do two 
because one of these one of these days we'll just I'll I'll just do two and just get it over with. Oh dear! Because it was because it was fun. And now that's kind of the way that. And meanwhile, by the way, yes, over in the live chat, Stephanie's there, Felix is there, and uh, apparently I'm logged in as myself instead of as the HCTV. So you know, whatever is is what it is is what it is. It's it's weird that way. So Virgo. Pizza is a beautiful thing with endless combinations of flavors and colors, circular in form, dynamic in texture. If you find yourself this enamored by pizza, stop eating them and switch to three square meals a day. Lasagna, preferably with all seven layers instead of three or four. You're making food to enjoy life (laughs) for however short that will be when all that cholesterol hits your bloodstream. That's good. Sounds enough. Good. Yeah, yeah. I, I've 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 had a little bit of fun with these. It's the way it goes. What are you, what are you going to do? Yeah, one of these nights we'll do uh, we'll do when I, I can't think of anything to do, we'll just do the whole we'll do the whole list and, and we'll have a little bit of fun with the whole damn thing. So hi. So let me go ahead and get the uh, the legit part of the show going, and we'll see how long I'm able to make it because well, who in the hell knows. And Stephanie's loving it. Lasagna is far better than pizza. You know, what well, las- lasagna is basically macaroni layered. Um, pizza. Well, cake. Cake. Okay. Yeah. Uh, although um, I, I will say this much, uh, Stephanie, you've not had my pizza, which I made for dinner tonight. So. <gasps> Yeah, carbs. I, yeah, I'll. I'll uh, uh, yes, carbs. But I only had uh, two two slices out of an eight slice pizza, and I put the rest away because. Oh my yeah. goodness, that is restraint. It depends uh, on the size you, of the pizza, uh, <laughs> Bridget. See, you have no idea. <laughs> I know you didn't realize that you're going to trip my memory banks there for a moment, Dallin. But you just reminded me of a rather pleasing phrase that I learned while I was in Korea. Uh-oh. No, it's it's nothing terrible, but simply enough, it's, uh, well, the phrase directly translates to, uh, when will I eat your noodles? <laughs> um. Now, you know, folks, when they say lost in translation, they ain't kidding. No, 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 no. That's what there's a said. reason. There's a reason for this. <laughs> I don't believe you. Who here wants to take a stab at what that phrase actually means? Oh, 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 Mr. Cotter, oh. Mr. Cotter, ooh, 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 me too. <laughs> I believe it's. Hold on, Shu. Okay. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Joseph have this one because he doesn't get to talk too much on the show. When are you going to invite me? Kind of, but not quite. Shoe? When's dinner, damn it? No. No. The actual meaning of the phrase is basically a colloquial way of asking, when are you getting married? Huh. Okay. What? Because. I was was far off. (laughs) When you. When you get married, of course, you're going to have the whole family and friends there, and you're going to have a big dinner for everybody. It's Korea. What do they? What do they almost always have on the table in Korea? Kimchi. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> aside from that, aside from that, uh, I'm I'm going to say noodles. That's the idea. Okay, that's congratulations. You learned something. Welcome to the multi multicultural world that we live in. Actually, now that I know that, just given where I live and and some of the people I know, uh, if that ever comes up in conversation, which it might. I can just look back with a smug smile and go, you have no idea what you're talking about, do you? That could very well be. Now you know. No, no, no. I, no. I'm not going no. there. Nope, nope, nope. nope. <laughs> no. And knowing's half the battle. G.I. Joe! You son of a... <laughs> I wasn't General Infantry for the love of fuck. <laughs> the rest is red and blue lasers. But that's a whole other thing. Let's yeah, roll. And, and a firing accuracy of the A-team. Uh, <laughs> and stormtroopers. That's debatable. That's a whole other thing for later. Let us get rolling over here. With five oh. minutes on the clock. My God, how this goes over here. I can't believe sometimes. You're five, your- my five-minute freestyle starts right now. Shut up. Umpire. God damn it. Not empire, umpire, umpire. The 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 person who is supposed to be on the field of athletic competition. Yes, I'm saying it that way for a couple of people who actually recognize what I'm talking about. 1980. Look it up one of these days, and th- they're supposed to be the ones who are watching for rules violations and punishing those that go against them. When you're on the field of competition, colloquially, traditionally, this means that everyone is out there to play the game. They're not out there to game the game. They're out there to play the game, meaning everybody knows the rules and everybody is going to play by the rules. And that's the way that it's supposed to be. That's why the umpire is there. They're the ones who are supposed to make sure that everybody is actually playing by the rules. Because once in a while, somebody will decide, you know, maybe just this, just this, maybe just this once I can, you know, I can, I can hold on to this guy if they don't see so that I can, I can, I can, I can, I can get away with it. I can get an unfair advantage for just a couple of, oh, you saw that. Uh, all right, whatever. Of course, then you've got the other guys who are just like, oh, thump. I, 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 I've, I've fallen and they grabbed my hair in the middle of the football game. And, and, and they, they stepped on my ankle and they broke my, no, I'm, it's fine. I can, I can walk up. It, it, it happens. You can't really do that in certain games. I mean, things like, uh, for instance, polo. I mean, most horses don't try to pull each other's manes. This is true. You don't have this going on in fencing, mainly because most people don't decide to start left-handed and then switch hands. Usually. I I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it could be. I do. There are people who kind of do that in boxing, though. They'll start left-handed, and then, you know, they'll actually be right-handed and switch their stance and screws everything up on the other guy, or vice versa. I've known some guys that have done that. I used to box once in a while, a long time ago. 
But it doesn't just go with sports. It goes with everything that we deal with when we are interacting with other people. And especially, especially when it comes to debate. There's always someone who has to say, look, we've agreed on the terms. We know what the rules are supposed to be. We've all agreed to them. Let's all follow the rules and the game will go where it goes. And the winner is the one who is best able to work within the rules. Nobody has an unfair advantage. Everybody's doing what they're supposed to. Some win, some lose, but it all turns on how good can you play the game, not how good can you game the game. Umpires, in debate, are sometimes called judge. When you're dealing with legalities, the judge is supposed to be the one who says, you are inside the rules. You are outside the rules. But it takes somebody else to come along and say, uh, excuse me, my, my opponent over here, they're, they're trying to, they're trying to game the system. Um, judge, I would like you to uh, tell them not to do that, please. You know what? You're right. Cut it out. Now, the problem of it is the umpire, when it comes to debate like this, especially legally, they don't really get the opportunity to preemptively stop someone because that's not really their job. But if there's one thing that we've seen over the last week, 10 days, the umpire in my country's government for this question of impeachment should be morally, at the very least, a hell of a lot more proactive than what he's been. We want the people who are actually involved in this to do their job Brother, why aren't you doing yours? This episode 296 on the docket, runner. Simplicity is the razor of the skeptic. Some people may have recognized that I spelled razor in an interesting manner, and there's a reason for that. I wanted to I specifically identify that word, and, well, maybe somebody will recognize what I'm talking about over here. We'll deal with that in a little bit. I did go looking up a little bit more information on Rafe Badawi. Unfortunately, we don't have any new information. I was specifically looking through his Twitter feed. There's, There are a lot of areas where folks are protesting still, holding up signs, visiting locations to try to get some notice for what it is. However... As of the recording of tonight's show, it has now been seven years, seven months, 17 days since Rafe Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime. Our hopes and our thoughts are still with you and your family. We are still waiting. So with that, I want to go ahead and start off by uh, specifically talking about why I use the term razor 
like this. Why I intentionally misspelled it in order to bring attention to the word. I'm not the only one that remembers uh, the uh, the specific razor in this particular case, right? You're all muted. Uh, that's the there. Occam's razor. Thank you. See, I knew, I knew, I knew. It doesn't work very well on legs, but no. it's 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 it is or, what it or, is. Or uh, you know, uh, neck beards. Tech, I don't know about you, but uh, you should feel totally called out right about now. Technically, I'm not a neckbeard. That's a good point. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I take that back. I do have a girlfriend. I also have a son. I am uh, employed. Do you live in your basement? I'm financially solvent. No, I do not live in my parents' basement. Not in your parents. Your your own. No. Mm. My parents didn't have a basement. Actually, here's the thing. In high school, when I moved, uh, my second year of high school, we moved from New York down to Virginia. Um, the biggest room in the house was literally the bedroom that was built into the basement because it was kind of one of those after creations. And they had this, uh, the previous owners had designed it as an entertainment room. So I turned it into a bedroom. It was bigger than the master bedroom in the house. It was also, during the summer months, the coolest temperature-wise room in the house. I, You can say what you want about somebody living in a basement, but damn, that was nice, man. It was real nice. I didn't need a, an additional window air conditioner to cool off or anything like that, man. No, that's, that's a beautiful part of why I've got my uh, my home server in the basement. It's cool down there, Jack. Yeah, exactly. People, people like this basements. Uh, when I lived in New York, uh, I think I, I was somewhere around like ten or eleven. I spent a night at a friend's house, and we got to hang out in his in in his parents' basement. And they had carpet, wall to wall carpeting down there. They had the TV, the old TVs, you know, the old CRT stuff, up on the uh, wooden entertainment cabinet with the VHS tapes and such. And there was a recliner and a nice couch. Dude, it was comfy. We yes. put our sleeping bags down there. It was great, man. Yes. People people dis basements is like, nah, being stuck in an attic sucks. Yeah, that part is true. See, where I grew up, Long Island, a basement was called uh, a swimming pool. Oh, uh <laughs> because because there's there's sump pumps. No 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 you, you, you misunderstand. There's no basements. On Long Island, because the water table is so goddamn so high. High, yeah. There's no way to do it. Your house would literally be floating on uh, and, and constantly pumping water outside, which would just seep back in. And, and why even bother? Although I do have a basement now, so that's that's, that's kind of like going to certain areas you know. of uh, parts of uh, Florida or New Orleans. New Orleans. Nolans, where they have to bury people above ground at little mausoleums. Yeah, let's let's not talk about the the caskets suddenly floating because they got flooded out. That's a that's a whole okay. Back back to the point. <laughs> Occam's razor. Occam's razor basically basically says, and I'm paraphrasing here. Generally speaking, the answer requires the fewest amount of logical leaps. Like I said, I'm I'm highly paraphrasing here. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to figure out who done it, if you're if you're watching Scooby Doo, for instance, usually you don't need to go ahead and say, "Oh, look at that." 
the guy inside of the mask was Don Cheadle? No, that doesn't work that way because, the, I mean, that would be a huge leap of logic because, I mean, Don Cheadle's got more class than to be in a scoot. I can't say that. Well, no, actually, I can because, I mean, they, they had Kiss meets Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Yeah, but but yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to the pussy cats. I mean, no, no, hold, 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 hold. I'll do anything for a buck. Okay, no, wait a minute. Let's let's not go there because Scooby Doo meets Josie and the Pussycats made sense. Okay. Um, Scooby Doo having a crossover with Batman and Robin, um, less much. Holy crap! That means that the Scooby Doo. Mysteries actually exists in the DC universe. I never thought about it. <sighs> that Mind does blown. not fill me with a lot of hope for the uh, for the movies. <laughs> Great. I'd like to see Spider-Man and Static Shock together. Ah, it's not going to happen. They're two different. They're two. I, I didn't say it could happen. I said I would like to see it happen. Well, um, Death Battles actually did a, a, a thing between Static and Miles Morales. That didn't end well. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, some, I got, I'll, I'll, I'll put a link later. Uh, Death Battle, Static. I'll remember, I'll remember later. I'll add that for, for, for later. Uh, Sora. Hi, welcome. So the, the reason why I'm saying simplicity is the razor of the skeptic is that Occam's razor is a great way to try to figure out, am I looking at things correctly in order to figure out if I'm on the right track? Am I going to be able to think about something in a logical manner without being formally trained in logic? Because, I mean, most of us, most of us aren't. Uh, I will go out on the limb and say that I have had no formal training of any kind for public speaking or critical investigation or anything like that. Um, have any of you actually done that? Taken a philosophy course, maybe? Uh, I have, and I'm married yep. to a philosophy <clears throat> professor, so, yeah. I've taken interpersonal communication and psychology courses. Most I took was one public speaking course in college. That was about it. My second major was anthropology, so you can forget me. Great. So Joseph and I are the only two heathens in this group. That's great. That's that's perfect. That's wonderful. Wow. I only took one philosophy course. That's one more than me. Well... I didn't mention everything I've done since then. Um, see, meanwhile, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, we're all pretty much on the same level. We're all, you know, just bumpkins, really. When all of a sudden, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm one of, the, I'm the one I'm hosting. Still a bumpkin. I'm, I'm hosting the whole damn thing for four, four, four years. Whatever the hell it is, five. Five. God damn! I, I can't even count. It just means it just means that you pick the right people to co-host. 
That's one of the see. That's that's the two things that I've got. That's that's the two things that I've got going for me. I know who to surround myself with, and I know how to name things. Beyond that, I'm 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 whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Fine. Whatever. So the the idea though of using Occam's razor is that there are few times where you really need to take a leap of faith as far as to understanding a topic for investigative in, investigative invest when you're doing the science <laughs> shut up fuck off <laughs> learning shit faith? what did you say joseph a leap of faith why do you need a leap of exactly you need a leap of faith you shouldn't need to be discussing the topic exactly my point there are times where a leap of faith, and I'm using scare quotes for a second here. No, not the same way that Dallin did it. I'm 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 doing the the real HCTV version, so I'm doing the because that was that's 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 heretic woman's thing. I he, he um you don't take a leap of faith, so to speak, when you're doing actual investigations, especially scientifically. You have you take an educated guess based on what's going on at the time and what has happened previously and extrapolate from that. And if you're right, cool. And if you're not, well, okay, you you throw it out. Basically, what you're trying to do is make your brain match reality. Yep. Uh, Wasn't it uh, Feynman? Uh, one of Feynman's quotes, if it doesn't, if it doesn't match with experimentation, it's wrong. Yeah. If it doesn't agree with experiment or, or then it's wrong. And he reiterated it in front of a whole group of, I forget what it was. It doesn't matter what it was in particular, but he, he, he was right. I'm trying to remember where the video was. We could reference it. Uh, I know that I've got the. I know that I've got the image. Um, yeah, I just don't have it available right now because it's it's over on um, it it it's over in the the Linux hard drive, so I can't get to it right now. Anyway, but the point of it was, he was one of those people who was very outspoken in look, test it out. If it agrees, great. If it doesn't. You're wasting your time if you go down that alley, that alley any further. Yeah, here it is. If it disagrees with experiment, it's wrong. And that simple state, in that simple statement, is the key to science. It doesn't make a difference how beautiful your guess is. It doesn't make a difference how smart you are who make the guess, or what his name is. If it disagrees with experiment, it's wrong. Yep, I believe that's the one you were looking for. Yeah. And it's, it's exactly right. And that's why simplicity is the way to go. In a lot of cases, you know, the, the what is considered simple these days has kind of gotten a little, uh, a little bit of a bad rap and not really understood that well. I mean, there's I, something. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, there's something that annoys me about how people discuss science because um, in reality, it's just um, it's a test against 
reality. That's it. You know, a documented test, okay, we're, we're going to know the results for other people. But um, in days before, the test against reality was, uh, how do you say, uh, live. <laughs> so whether the result is life or death, um, that would depend on your, um, actually, your, 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 Progeniture would depend on that. But anyways, but the fact that we talk about science like the way we do, for me, is a description of how comfortable we are, how divorced from reality we are. In some capacity, no, it, it does. It does. In okay. some capacity, there is something to that. Uh, and as far as to um, our experimentation historically has been with whether or not we continue to have progeny. Yeah, there's something to be said for that. And that's, that's sadly, that's how evolution works. It, well, that's how it used to work, but those rules seem to be, you know, we're so with our technology, we're so damn comfortable that those rules don't apply anymore. Well, they, they do, but yeah. For too much longer. Whoa! Hold hold it! Hold <laughs> it! What, what? Whatever you just said, tech, it got really garbled into like a, a network buffer. One more time. I said, "Don't worry, we won't be comfortable for too much longer." Ooh, Armageddon! <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Between we have, you know, problems with um, uh, drug resistant. Uh, bacteria. We have problems with new viruses. Um, not saying coronavirus specifically. I'm just saying viruses in general. Um, we're having governments are going bonkers. N nations are going bonkers. Um, the climate is a little out of control. So I don't think we're going to be too comfortable for too much longer. Armageddon. No, not Armageddon. Just a whole lot of bullshit. It's like turning up a bad day and cranking it up to 11 for a while. That's kind of sad. Like business as usual is not what we would call usual anymore. No, no and the trouble okay. is, the, the trouble is there are people who still insist that it is business mm -hmm. as usual. Well, like you've yeah. got the, like we see what's happening. We, we witness things that are happening these days around the world and people just say, no, 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 no. This, this is an anomaly. This, this isn't normal. You know, just, just relax. Everything will be back to normal soon. Yeah. My weather in Maryland isn't, uh, an, is, uh, an, an, uh, is just an anomaly. It'll go back to normal soon. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. But, mm -hmm. but th this is what a lot of people, this is what a lot of people in positions of authority are saying because if no, because if they if they admitted that there was change and that there was something they would have to do about it, they would potentially lose money or lose power or oh, there's or a lose there's a, their authority. There's a smaller they, piece to that than and, and and they don't want. And to. here we come to the definition of normal and the maintaining of normal. Well, the status quo. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. 
you can go ahead and you can say that people don't want to recognize the status, the change of status quo, because you know they they they're going to lose face one way or another. It's it's the easiest way I can describe it, You're but it's it's not that. It's that if they recognize that there is something they could do to alleviate the current uh, current changed status quo because it's it's no longer where it is because it's a moving point that means that they have some responsibility to act what do you think about change like if you, if somebody made a proposition to you that was different from your status quo what would you do well first i'd throw the last of the canadian pennies that i've got at him does that help <laughs> They don't make them anymore, by the way. Just so yeah, you know, right. they don't. That they're is, not actually. I don't even think they're recognized as no, they're not legal tender anymore. The only place you could technically cash them in would be at like a cash machine. <laughs> Good luck. Where I don't know. Like there, there are we have these like change machines uh, in certain stores where you can like you know take all your jars of quarters and pennies and stuff, throw it all in there, and it'll print out a receipt. And then you go up to the cashier at the store and you hand them that receipt and they will give you the cash equivalent. And they would probably still work down here too because like cashiers don't pay attention to them. Oh, except when they do. Yeah. Except when they do. Well, you can probably use it to change things. I've talked to people who have, um, they've accidentally like put like a Canadian uh, quarter down uh, along with other change and they took one look at it and. That's counterfeit. yeah, the the, res- the the response uh, to quote them was biblical. Um, yeah, it's a, that's a whole other thing. What, well, the Canadian pennies though are, are the same size as ours, so if you threw it into a big change thing, it would probably go. And I know used to if you accidentally rolled them with a roll of pennies at the bank, they'd still take them. Yeah, because it's, oh, my, it's uh, so little it doesn't matter. My ex-wife used to uh, when she worked at a at a grocery store. Uh, at the end of the day, she would exchange uh, American change in the in the cash drawer with Canadian change. So she would come home with, you know, three or four dollars worth of American change. Wow! And the thing is, she she got her supervisor's permission to do it because she would yeah. you know pay a Canadian quarter for an American quarter. And the thing is, we would the plan was we were going to save it all up, and then <laughs> if we ever took a trip down to the states, we'd take that money with us. You know, as blow money. I mean, yeah, it uh-huh. would be maybe amount to 10, 20 bucks, but that's still 10 or 20 bucks, you know, more than we would have had. Mm-hmm. Um, Dallin, you, you, yeah. you do know that it's illegal to buy blow in the States, right? <laughs> Hookers and blow. Well, you, you can't, uh, you can't buy either one of them. Do, do you still remember the question I was asking? Yes. The question, okay. the question is, what happens if something comes along that is going to change your opinion on what the status quo is? And what do you do with that once you've got that? Well, you squirm. Scientific method. Well, you, you squirm really hard for a little while because it changes where your comfort position is. Why? Be- because it's. I want to use an analogy for a second. Water. Trust me for a second. Water flows from from up to down, following gravity. 
That's just the way that it works. We all know this. We're not talking about uh, super dynamic fluids like uh, super cold hydrogen or helium or anything like that, where it will actually flow upwards, but that's a whole other thing for later. Don't worry about that one. Look that up, actually. It's fucking hilarious. Anyway, water flows from up to down using the least amount of effort necessary. Come to cup. Have the least resistance. Exactly. The same way that electricity does, which is why lightning strikes where it strikes. It isn't always the highest point. It's just it the takes- one... You're, you're still not answering no, my no, no. question. No, uh, like I said, I'm, yeah, I'm getting to it because the, the, the I need to kind of lay out the analogy. And just just to keep it very simple, it it takes whatever path conserves the most potential energy. Good enough, right there. Now, to that end, water will meander, or seemingly to, because it's able to push the the softest dirt out of the way to get to the lowest point sea level effectively why do we squirm and have a really hard time when something changes what the status quo is to us it's because we have to now invest some energy into changing how we approach whatever the topic is because we've Talk already because we've already found a a pathway through whatever the topic is, uh, philosophically speaking, that we are already comfortable with, that we have known, and requires the least additional work compared to believing the Earth is flat, for instance. But if something comes along and changes the status quo, how we think of things, for instance... um how amazing it must have been for theoretical scientists to suddenly find out, hey, you know what? Um, atoms aren't the smallest items. They're stuff that atoms are made up of. They're made out of these new, s- smaller even points. Or maybe it's not exactly a point. Okay, but that... It's funny because you're talking between like three worlds... Um, you're talking about people who are directly concerned with the reality. You want to know how things are. Yeah. Then you got people who survive by imitation. Sorry to go back to that model. Um, who live in other people's definitions of reality, and then you have people who are scientifically minded. Um. Yeah, we can't, we can't lump everything together in, in, in one analogy. Well, to keep it simple, since we're trying to keep it simple, um, I think the point is that anytime there's a paradigm shift, paradigm shifts make people squirmy. Well, so, uh, for sure, because uh, in a survived by imitation world, um, different is bad. That's it. Yeah, it stands to reason because even though now you're supposed to imitate, you know, the new normal, it still breaks you out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, if you're concerned, if you're directly concerned about 
you know, whatever definition of reality is in your brain and trying to make it match as much as possible reality, um, that doesn't exist. That dilemma. You actually want to be wrong. Well, it depends as to who. And that's what we call science. Yes. I was about to say, it, it, it depends as to who benefits from the information. For we instance, all benefit from information because, like, basically our exchange between us is um, we're exchanging um, survival information. We're, we're, we're exchanging information about our experiences with our environment, which is reality. Yes. Let me, let me give you an example because uh, the term paradigm shift for me is inextricably linked to a demo video for a piece of uh, a piece of audiovisual equipment called the video toaster. I'll have to oh, explain yeah. about that one a little bit later for some other folks. But one of the things that they that they mentioned about in one of those demo videos was the term paradigm shift because they talked about briefly the switch over from the geocentric model of well, the universe, effectively, and then enter Copernicus, and now the heliocentric model is the way that things work. Now, the reason why the geocentric model was the way that everybody looked at it, which was the Earth is the center of everything and everything revolves around the Earth because that's the way that God made it, is because organized religion, I'm, I'm, I'm using that term for a reason, went ahead and said, this is the way that it is because we have the word of God behind us and we are the authority. So you're going to believe that because that's the way that it is. And now you're talking between five models because no, like, things like, just, like just, things like this, uh, they don't alter our reality at all. Whether the earth goes around the sun or the sun goes around the earth, it changes absolutely nothing at all. It but, changes everything. Let me. No, it doesn't. He, he, what does it change it, in our existence? Actually, whether, Joseph, whether we, Joseph, I'll tell you what it changes. Or not? No, know. I will tell you what it changes. Jo what, it, what it changed? You ask a question. What yeah. does it change? They, now give him a chance to respond. Yeah, what it changed was suddenly an institution that thought itself to be the, or that considered itself to be the absolute authority over civilization was now suddenly wrong. And in a desperate effort to save face and not be considered weak in the face of masses that were probably looking at all those gold-plated churches out there and wanting to tear them down so that they could have a couple of coins to actually feed themselves, uh, they had to double, triple down and make sure that guys like Copernicus were, you know... Yep. Perhaps I express myself badly, because, um, like, what does it change in our reality? For example, if we we understand, it completely changed our reality. No, our concept of reality, not reality itself. Yeah, but the thing like, is, what what is reality? Reality one, other than what we conceptualize. No, reality is reality with or without us. I think the biggest point that I was trying to get at 
is that knowledge benefits. Understanding reality is our key to survival. Yes. Whether we rely on somebody else for that information or we decide for ourselves. But what I was trying to say is that, you know, by some believers, if they were to accept that, if they were to accept evolution, one would believe that we'd suddenly all turn into monkeys. Well, it seems to be like a life or death situation. Well, that's just idiotic because, I mean, we're apes. It is idiotic because it changes absolutely nothing. You know, we have the reality around us. We don't know how atoms work or anything. We don't know about biogenesis. So, but, you know, our existence continues. It doesn't affect our reality, our beliefs. It does. In, in this region. It does affect beliefs. Understanding things can affect beliefs very much so. Well, of course. But beliefs don't affect reality. Beliefs affect our perception of reality. Yeah, but I, I, I see where I see where he's coming from. Uh, if if we say that if there's a belief that you know if you believe enough in a god, you could leap out of a building and fly. Uh, gravity's going to win that one. I would say ten out of nine point five out of ten times. Well, unless you're from Kansas. <laughs> unless you're from Kansas, that's the point five. And you um, have red shoes. Uh, there, there's a, a Rush lyric that that it made me think of. You can uh, change perception, but reality won't budge. Yeah. Yeah. Rush plug. Shameless. <laughs> Actually, I've been playing was, a lot of Rush songs this week, so no. It, it, if there was a motto in my V, in my, in my, sorry, I'm lapsing into French. If there was a motto for my life, it would be uh, the universe doesn't give a fuck about you. It, you know, funny you say that one. I I apparently had a couple of really good lines that I used uh, and, and philosophical ideas that I thought up for myself back in high school. And one of them, believe it or not, was, and, and I'm not saying that I'm some kind of philosopher or nothing. It's just that I, I thought this one up and it just kind of stuck with me for a very long time. The universe does not care. It is neither generous nor nor malicious, it simply is. Now, at the time, admittedly, you know, I'm in high school, I'm not the most socially apt person in the world by any stretch of the imagination, but it made a lot of sense to me. Things happen because they happen. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that people are out to get you, it doesn't mean that they're necessarily out to help you. Things just play out the way that they play out because that's the way that they've played out. It, it's not something that you necessarily need to be angry about or happy about. It just is. And we have to deal with it the way that, uh, the way that it comes our way. Which is kind of the same way that uh, Marcus Cole eventually uh, used his line where, uh, where he basically said, you know, almost the same thing and ended with, uh, so now I take great comfort in the unfairness of the universe. Well, that's a great thing. Yeah. The fact that the universe isn't fair 
it means that the people who die horrible deaths didn't deserve it. Right. You know, that the tens of thousands of kids who die every day of starvation didn't die that way, that slow, agonizing death because they deserved it. Yeah, I found I found the actual quote from uh, from Babylon five. I forgot what the uh, which episode it was, but Marcus Cole, you know, I used to think it was awful that life was so unfair. Then I thought, wouldn't it be much worse if life were fair and all the terrible things that happen to us come because we actually deserve them. So now I take great comfort in the general hostility and unfairness of the universe. Yeah. And besides show me on a birth certificate where it says fair. Yeah, Yeah, but fair and unfair itself is a concept. Agreed. I mean, you're going to test things against reality and the result you get is going to be what you expected or not. It's actually fair and unfair. It's actually expectation based on a concept. But you know, there's, there's, there's a line that I think I've heard some atheists use in the past and other people have, have used it as well. And it's very simple. Facts don't care about your feelings. Yeah, it's, it's a simple thing. Like it may suck, but there's really nothing you can do. You know, water is wet. Gravity makes things fall down. And do do you see why I'm constantly harping on this, um, survive by imitation model? Because it all comes back to that. Because I mean, I, I really get the impression that like, 60% 60% of humanity is living in a concept of reality and not reality itself. And this reality is dictated by other people, yeah, not themselves. People have not learned to judge for themselves what is real and not real. They don't test anything. Yeah. Well, I guess so- the, the one thing about the, the whole survival imitation, like I've been mulling this one a lot lately. And test me. Thank you for that. But I mean, no, 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 I just, no, I, I've just been really thinking about it. And like up until a certain point, survival by imitation is all we as individuals have because we don't know any better. Well, like, we don't like, now. We, no, 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 no. Hold on. Only, to a only, point. No, let, let him, let him, let him finish. finish. Let him finish. Like I said, to a point, you know, our parents supposedly teach us, you know, they they help us build, you know, our, our ego and super ego, you know, like how how to, how to function in the society you're currently in. Yeah. I wouldn't go that far with that description, but well, but what I'm saying is that you do have to learn from somebody. If you are, if you are put out in the middle of nowhere with absolutely no, nothing to, to imitate when you're, when you're, when you're young, when you're impressionable, if there's nothing out there for you to imprint on and, and imitate in order for you to survive, you but won't. I, I completely agree uh, for childhood because that's why we have this capacity. Yeah. But at one point in our life, we have to tr- transition into uh, self-sustenance. Uh, it, exactly. And we, and, seem to be uh, stuck in yeah. 
what I do worry about though, is that like, you know, someone like, you know, like me, for instance, I got along, you know, survival by imitation up until, you know, I was of the age where I could start making my own choices. But some of those choices were to be a member of the society, you know, and, and if that makes me a, a particular kind of sheeple, well, then like, does that mean that I, you see where I'm going? Like, yeah, I, I worry, I worry that, that a constant criticism of, of complete we're, we're talk, of, of talk, life by imitation would lead to everybody encouraging everybody to be an anarchist. But here we're getting, no, no, not anarchists, because you have to decide if you're going to, if you want a consensus or a democracy, people have to decide for themselves before discussing with others. You have to be able to, you have to know the value of things yourself before discussing with other people, because um, when you have each other's, in, uh, each other's survival in your interest, as your main interest. Um, it's a different perspective because when you don't know how to judge the value of anything, your only level of judgment or your lapsing into French, but what hell, um, reparation, you don't know your standard would be your own comfort level. Okay. Whereas if you're, if you do know how to judge the value of things, um, to judge reality, to see reality for what it is, um, that would be your standard of judgment and you'd want to make things as easier as possible for other people. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, for me, it's a switch really switching over from a dependent existence where you're depending on authorities or your parents or whatever to dictate to you what's good or bad for your survival. And somebody who sees reality for what it is and um, undertakes the responsibility and the work of um, deciding that for themselves. And based on that experience, for me, even that's even the source of empathy because you have to experience these hardships yourself before projecting them to another human. Some parts. Yes. I mean, I don't have to have a broken bone in order to sympathize and empathize with somebody that they're in a lot of pain. Well, and there's also, you know, the, uh, the typical, and I, I don't care how many of you people tend to deny it, but when you see a member of the male uh, gender uh, get a foot between the legs at high velocity, you cringe. Even, even I, I also cringe when I see that happen to a woman. Yes. Because that's uh, a fair I, point. And to be honest, I've very seen it happen to a woman. So I, I just lack the anecdotal context for that one. Well, and for our it, listeners who don't understand, um, Imagine all the pain that we would suffer if you haven't already, especially if you're a guy who has been on the receiving end of a swift kick. Now imagine all those pain receptors that you have in a very small area, very concentrated area, and then getting kicked in that moment. Instead of like getting hit like a sledgehammer 
at full force. It's uh, it was described to me as being as if somebody had strapped an awl to the tip of that sledgehammer and then hit you. The the difference being being hit with a mallet and being hit with a pickaxe. Yeah, better better analogy. Thank you. I was going to go with a bolt See, we, hammer we myself, okay. We typically call that the nut shot, but uh, there there is a there is a term for the female equivalent. Unfortunately, I'm not allowed to use that term anymore. Right. Yeah. I was told I was told not to use it, and probably rightly so. Ooh, I want to know what the term is. Yeah, no. you can, you can, you can, you can, you can look up urge, yeah. Urban Dictionary later but, for yourself. Uh, but again, uh, t- to my original point, um, you feel it. Oh yeah, it could be on the it could be on the movie screen. It could be you know across the street. Uh, you could read about it. You know, it, it could be something in a book. It could be know, a cartoon a, a combat character. Scene. It yeah, could, it could be, be a cartoon well, character. Yeah, I, I think of uh, Mike Wazowski from Monsters Inc. Uh, Okay, it's the first thing that came to my mind. Don't judge me. I was thinking Tom um, and Jerry myself, but okay, you know, whatever yeah. works. Uh, but well, in either case, but you know, it's the it's the ooh feeling. Yeah, and and everybody you know races to cover that particular area just because they know they they, they understand the pain. And I think that's one of the reasons why. Um, in in some situations, yes, it's imitation. And other times, yes, it's sympathy and empathy. And yes, we do have to collectively have our positions where we need to be individualized thinkers and experimenters, even if it's minor league. But there is still going to be quote unquote uh, again I'm I'm doing the 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 HCTV patented air quotes here um actually you know what I don't, I don't I don't think heretic woman's really going to mind my using it I mean let's face it it's not like she's bitching me out or anything about it anymore uh, that we do have authorities that we do have to pay attention to for various different things uh for instance it is not survival by uh, just go with me for a second. It's not survival by imitation to agree what the speed of light is in a specific medium of space. That I know it changes a little bit depending as to where you're looking at it through. Just don't give me that shit. There are medical organizations who have put out word that if you have this specific virus in your body, chances are most likely you have this particular condition known as blah. Uh, uh, the first one that comes to mind, uh, unfortunately is uh, um, uh, uh, AIDS because mm-hmm. H- uh, HIV. Uh, we, we understand that there are, certain items that it is unfeasible unfeasible for us to have to be personalized scientists, personalized experimenters on certain things. And that's just the way that it's got to be. 
We don't all have a Brookhaven National Labs with a, an Atom Smasher in our back. Oh, God, wouldn't I love to have a backyard like Brookhaven <laughs> National? Look it up. Guys, look it up on Google Maps. Brookhaven National Labs, Long Island. That's where they That's where they originally built Pong, by the way. Just a little tidbit for everybody later. That's Don't worry about it. But, I mean, we do have to experiment for ourselves in understanding a lot of different things. But there are certain areas where it's just not feasible at the same time, too. Sometimes it's, you know what? Maybe the hardest thing to teach is how to instill in youngsters who you should be, where you should be putting your trust and not when it comes to who should be an authority on a topic or not. Maybe that's one of the hardest uh, lessons that we can try to instill in the the younger generations. Well, and I think one of the hardest things about that is, and I I think you see this a lot, like with the, the, the very, very red states or the very, very blue states, is that, I'm voting for this person or I'm doing this because that's the way my parents did it. Or that's the way my certain, my relative whom I look up to. And the thing is, if I would, I would say one of the biggest things to encourage in the next generation is to keep an open mind, like present your case, say, okay, look, this is, this is why I did this. This is why I did that. Uh, Use that as a basis, but don't be afraid to go out and ask questions. Don't be afraid to go out and look at things with a skeptical eye. Hmm. You know, when we used to do the big intros here, I always said that one thing my parents always instilled in me was to keep an open mind. Like don't, don't accept anything as an absolute, which unfortunately a lot of people still do these days. And You know, it, it, it's not like my parents said, you know, you, you must think of things critically. Well, well, no, keeping an open mind and, you know, being willing to prove it to yourself, you know, that's, that is critical thought. You know, you, you don't accept everything as, uh, <laughs> uh, no pun intended, but you don't accept everything as gospel from everybody else. You know, un- unless you are willing to, to check it yourself and at the end, okay, maybe, Maybe the person you who made that claim, maybe they're right. And you can say, you know what? I just vetted what you said, and I agree with you. But at least you took the time to do so. Rather than just, uh, I believe X because this person believes. Yeah, I guess. This, this is why if I ever made it as a celebrity and somebody said, you know, what's your opinion on blah, blah, blah? My opinion on blah, blah, blah is my own opinion. Now, fuck off. (laughs) It's pretty much what I would say. You know, it's like if you're looking to a celebrity to get, you know, your opinions on things like politics or climate change or any or the crisis du jour. You are a sad sample of humanity. I'm sorry. (sighs) The weird part about that is that. Um, 
just because somebody is uh, an otherwise celebrity doesn't mean that they're right, and it doesn't mean that they're wrong. It's right. like like he says, and sometimes you just got to go out and do a little bit of hunting to try to find out yourselves, which yeah. sucks because I mean. Normally speaking, we would go ahead and say, you made the claim, you need to back it up your own name. So, uh, th- th- there's certain times where that just doesn't play correctly. But, so but just- also, and, and actually, this fits in because, you know, while you're doing that investigation, instead of looking for the, you know, instead of creating the poster board that has all the photographs and all the markers and you got the, like, the red string that ties all the pushpins together to eventually line up to... Hey, 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 we're not talking about my videos. Whatever. Other videos. But but sometimes you go back to Occam's razor. Yep. Sometimes the simplest solution is the correct one. Usually. Yeah, usually, because uh let's put it this way, folks. Um the term criminal mastermind typically only exists in movies and TV shows when they're trying to stretch something out over a few weeks for ratings. More often than not. Uh, the the person behind the mask is exactly who you. Th- yeah, yeah, there is that, you and know. um, you know, funny enough, I, I was suddenly just rethinking about one of the explanations that I had for how logic, uh, how a logical argument should get from beginning to end, with uh, with as few or no leaps of logic which was uh, a a domino line. One fact has to impact the next one, which has to impact the next one, which has to impact the next one in order to get to the end. If you are missing a domino, a fact, in the middle of all that, it stops. And there's, there's nothing you can do because there's nothing to go unless you intentionally push the next domino but that's then without an actual succession of facts to conclusion. And that's where things break down. To date, that's been the best way that I've been able to explain, you know, how to look at a, a thing and actually understand properly. Does this actually properly follow to the end? Did you hit all your dominoes? Well, there's just this one piece of it. Did, no. You damn well better have a good damned reason why that doesn't work, because otherwise, uh, yeah. You've basically described science. I'll take that. Except you got to write it down. Remember, that's the difference. There's yeah. a difference between screwing around on science and all it is is writing it down. Basically, science is uh, taking our personal experience with reality and um, writing it down for others. And why do we write it down for others? Because sooner or later, we're going to do something that's going to blow us the fuck up, and we need somebody to be able to pick up the pieces and go, oh, yeah, mixing those two things together? That's probably not such a good idea. Let's not do that. Yeah, right up until they say that, uh, oh, you're just saying that because you know, not a member of these checkboxes that I demand to have checked off for my ideals. So I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. At which point you kind of step back and go, be my guest. Yeah. <laughs> Darwin Awards. And then as the pieces but are raining say, down, you kind of go. But do you say oh. it with a French accent? 
Well, he does. Well, it I all depends could. on it, it, I, it depends I on could. who you're talking to. Or you say, please proceed. Yeah. Oh, well, I, 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 no, I, I think I get is like, be my guest, be my guest, put your theory to the test. <laughs> Not bad. Can I quote you? <laughs> Only if you sing it, Joseph. Oh, God. In a French accent. In a French accent, <laughs> yes. Uh, don't you wish that Darwin had spent less than eight years on Barnacle Dick? I don't, I, that doesn't work the way that I thought it was going to. You know what? I. Darwin this and Darwin that. But for crying out loud, the turtles. Think of the turtles. Well, actually, turtles all the way down. Was, <sighs> no, 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 no. The, the turtles like Galapagos? The, the Galapagos tortoise. Yeah. That one. When they had gone and recovered a sample of the species to bring back to uh, England, no samples made it to England. Why? Soup. Basically. <laughs> well, I was waiting. Got to eat. Yeah. Well, I, I was waiting for you. <laughs> They ate them. Um, they they took them, stacked them up on the ship, and here's the thing: the tortoises are a ready supply of fresh water, and the meat is tasty. And they don't exactly uh, run away very fast on a ship, especially when you stack them shell to shell. I'm pretty sure they don't run away fast. Period. Ever. <laughs> well, see, tortoise, no. Some turtles will bug ass, but that's a whole other thing. In any case. Well, if you think that all tur- all turtles are fast or slow, go ahead. Stick your finger in front of a snapping turtle. Yeah, no, 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 no. 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 We, we do not advocate that, that on a uh, holy crap. This is not actual advice from from our show. Do not put your finger in front of a snapping turtle. No, this this is called sarcasm. You want to find okay. out what a snapping turtle can do? Get a get a uh, get a one inch diameter dowel stick and put that in front of a snapping turtle, and then you see what happens. And make sure it's several feet long. And you're not holding the end that you're putting close next to the turtle. I say this because there are stupid people out there. Yes, we're going to experiment. Do it safely. And, and I really don't want somebody to walk, you know, winding up in a hospital going, well, I saw this on a YouTube video. Can I sue them? Like, Do not no. take advice from a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, there's some idiot lawyer and some idiot judge that will allow it. Well, yeah. Forget, forget idiot lawyer, idiot judge. Because the judge is the one who will say whether or not allow it. The lawyer will no, just present the case no, because that's no, what they're paid to no, do. No, no, no. See, you, 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 did, did, you, did you completely miss my opening? The judge is only the one who says whether or not you're actually following the rules. If the rules say you can do it, or more specifically, don't say you can't, well, kind of bound by the rules. Don't, don't blame the judge. A judge can refuse to hear a case. He can say it's groundless. Sorry. Bye. Yeah, but that's based on the rules. 
if the law says that you, you don't have a case, that's that's a different thing. Exactly. Uh, well, but you get my point. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, this is how it plays out every once in a while, folks. And it's not. Look, it's not my fault that I want to remove all the warning labels. You're not the only one who wants to remove the warning labels. Do not look into. Do not look into lightsaber with remaining good eye. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.